Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another uh, episode of the Unwrapping Success podcast. Today we have season three, episode one, and this season's going to be all surrounded around the theme of motivation. So we thought for this, let's get some of the most famous motivational speakers out there, some of the most popular people you've heard on the internet, and let's react to some of their motivational speakers and give our two cents on what we think about each speaker and the uh, the sort of like discussions they have, the advice they give to people. If it's useful, if it's not useful, we're going to tell you our honest personal opinions. Uh, Tim, you want to say hi? I didn't even give you a chance to say hi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to season three. Um, I think this will be fun. There's a few like toward especially the mid season that I'm a little more like nervous to review. Maybe more like negative comments. I don't know. Negative, positive. Mm-hmm. I think our first one is probably, probably one of my favorites. Uh, really? You introduced me to him, and it took me a while to grow on him. I think you showed me like, like I'll never forget. We were on the way to the casino. I'm sure it's in the title, so they already know we're talking about Gary V today. Yep. We were on the way to the casino, and oh, you were like, yeah. "You gotta listen to this guy," and you played me this clip. That clip and was so funny. I don't know what the clip was. I forget though. It was no. It was a. I you even like said that day like okay this wasn't a good clip that you picked <laughs> that day, and I was like what I didn't understand like why you listen to this guy, and then I think the second time you showed me a clip by him he was talking about how he loves losing. Oh yeah and, yeah yeah yeah, and that was probably when I was like okay so this guy's like. I don't know what the right word would be, but, uh, like he exaggerates everything. Yeah. Like he he exaggerates and he's just over the top. Uh, but then like more time went on and I don't know. I think Gary V's like, he's gotta be one of the biggest names now in motivation. Oh yeah. And the thing is he tells his audience that he's not a motivational speaker. (laughs) I have seen that before. Uh, (laughs) makes no sense. It might be one of those things like when you buy a car, suddenly you see that car all over the place. Like I never yeah. used to see Passats, uh, but now I see them all the time because I own one. Right. Um, I probably, but now I feel like I hear Gary V's name all the time. On Instagram, on any social media, on TikTok, he pops up on your feed, I'm guessing. Not even just specifically him, but, like, I'll be talking to somebody, and they'll just casually bring him up, and I'm like, whoa. You know? I know. Um, The man, the myth, the legend, Gary Vee. I've read his book, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, Which one? Was, uh, Crushing I think he it. has a couple, right? And then I Crushing also, it. like, I read part of Jab, Jab, Right Hook. That, that book wasn't directed towards me. That was mostly a sales book, which I, I don't really, like, sell much on the internet, so it doesn't really apply. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be reacting to his uh, some of his like highlight reels that someone made. Um, we'll put the link down in the description just to give credit uh, where credit's due for this um, for this upload. But yeah, Tim, do you want to just hop right into it or anything else you want to say before we start? Uh, Subscribe. I guess I was just going to say, like, I, I do think his background's kind of cool. Um, it was something I didn't learn until recently. Uh, he was born in the Soviet Union, came here an immigrant yep um 
think all that's really interesting and like uh you had told me a long time ago but or not that long ago probably like a few months ago um he started off selling wine right yeah so he worked in his dad's liquor store at the age i want to say between 13 and 15 up until he was like 30 and he made like minimum wage and he i think when he was 30 years old he um created his own wine library tv show on the internet and then he mm. ended up creating his own like brand of wine that he sold as well he's got he's so he's like a wine connoisseur yeah and then in addition now i think he does like consultation work i would say is like is a big thing nowadays that he's known for yeah his would um you agree, basically so he he does speeches where he gets paid an absolute ton of money for each one. He uploads on social media on YouTube. He makes money there, and then he uh, wh why am I blanking on it? Vayner Media is the name of his company that he owns, which is like a digital marketing company. So he does client work. Clients will come to him and say, "Hey, we want to grow our business on the internet," and then he he helps helps them do that. Okay. Yeah. So very interesting guy. Definitely qualified. Uh talk about all these things mm -hmm. you want to jump into it yeah let's do it and if you're watching this subscribe on youtube and follow us on everything else and let's hop right into it let me bring it up and then i will Tell the audience when I'm clicking play for editing purposes as well. <laughs> this will be fun to edit. Hopefully by the end of the season, we'll have a uh, good idea how to edit it. Let yeah. us know how we did. And, and I will bring up Tim's face so I can actually see him while I'm doing this. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Show me. I was like, where's the setting in, uh, in, um, zoom why do they make this so difficult now but whatever tim you can see my screen and everything we're ready to go yep we're looking good okay and audio sharing and i'm playing play in three two one and i'll we'll also pause it throughout here by the way um just to discuss some of the points that he might uh talk about and play play just close your eyes until you're 29 Everybody wants to come up with excuses. I'm this, I wasn't born that way. I'm stuck, I'm in a rut. I wasn't born here, this. You can't be lost in life when you're this young. I'm a, a female, I'm an immigrant, I'm a minority, I'm transgender, I, ex excuses, reality. The problem is, nobody cares. Your lack of patience is killing you. It's slowing you down and everybody else. Your need of things is killing you. You need a fucking watch, you need a fucking whip. You need to be happy. Because happiness drives everything. You're not lost in life. You're just early in. Okay, I want to pause. I want to pause it right there, because like that's one of the things I wrote down on this on on our, in our notes about the idea that you don't need material items in order to be happy. So he doesn't actually he doesn't believe that happiness is driven by money. It's not driven by like things you own, shiny cars or watches or or anything like that. He like he actually believes that you can make hardly i'm not gonna say hardly any money but like you can make a small salary each year doing what you like 
and still be happy. He's, he he thinks that's like the ultimate determinant of being happy is like do what you love and don't buy stupid stuff. Yeah, uh, I think we both like totally agree with that. Um, there's just like a certain threshold of income that you need. And once your needs are met, you're fulfilling your wants. It It's so fleeting, like having that extra few thousand dollars to get a few extra things that you want. Yeah, it'll bring a little extra happiness for a moment, but that just goes away. All you need is the money to satisfy your needs. Exactly. And then everything else is like human connection. And Tim, you know, I watched a Graham Stephan video recently. That's his name, right? Love Graham Stephan. Yeah. So he actually talked about this study that found that people's get like the biggest $75,000. No, no, not that. Not that. <laughs> People get the biggest dopamine boost when during the anticipation phase of actually buying something. So when you're actually researching, when you're thinking like, oh, I want to buy this. That's when like people feel the most happy when they actually get the object like that. It the dopamine just like plummets like it people don't actually like feel that happy when they actually get the item in hand which is like kind of interesting yeah i i've heard that and i think i saw that video also um i think that works much better for ferraris though things that not everybody can have because i think he concludes it with basically like a strategy not to buy things and not to waste your money is just to be like oh i could buy that yep uh, I think that works better with a Ferrari than with like an iPhone that, yeah, anybody could get. Okay, let's continue on with the video now. Process. Everybody's trying to prove something so early. You can wrap your head around not giving a fuck about any advancement to your 29. Please, whatever it takes, call your grandmother, go to your great grandfather's burial spot, go back to the old country, go to a shelter, do something, do something that recalibrates your perspective on what is actually going on here. Every person in here fucking won the lotto. You won. Way too many people have made decisions without ever trying. Everybody's judging themselves way too early. You can literally do four different things over the next two years, six months at a time to figure out everything that you think you might like, you should try to do. Doing something around passion is this, is very similar to love. You're blinded because you like it. It's not rational. It's not rational. The number one reason I push patience. Patience, man, patience. Everybody's looking up to audit themselves where they are now. It's because patience will give you the air cover to take risks. Time is your asset. What I would do is gather as many experiences as possible. Yeah, pause it for a sec. Yeah, so this is the second theme that I have in our notes too, is the idea of patience. He like, he pushes this so much. Like he's like, he's like, He's like, oh, how old are you? And the dude's like, I'm 50. He's like, oh, you're living another lifetime. Like, you have so much time. Which, like, this is the critique. I, I This is the part where I'm actually going to, like, kind of knock him for this. Is, like, I think he blows it out of proportion with actually how much time you have left in your life. Like, I think he kind of disregards the idea that, like, people have obligations to do. They don't have 24-7 to just, like, work on their business. You know what I mean? Like. There's things in life that you have to do you that in like will physically consume the majority of your time throughout the day. And I think he just like doesn't really reference that. He just thinks that, oh, you work 24 hours a day for the next like 20 years and you have this amazing business. It's like you can't do that. So. On the one hand, I totally agree with agree with him. 
um as far as like like with our channel our channel is a great example of it would be really easy to get discouraged now that we only have like three four hundred subscribers we have been at this for you know well over a year now yeah it would be easy to get discouraged but ultimately we're still growing and when you think about you know if we stay on this project for five years and all of the skills we're going to pick up like it it's so easy with a successful person who's made it you know as our culture would say yep to go back and look at their earliest projects and be like wow that that was trash that they used to put out and there's all that growth and if you're ever frustrated at the particular point that you're at I think you're just critiquing too early and you have to put yourself into the future. They call it visualization. I don't yep. know if Gary V talks about that at all. Um, I don't think he does too much. Um, but like a lot of people talk about that. If it's a way for you to stay motivated, I, I think it's a great habit to get into. But a critique I have with Gary V, and I think I'll have it with a number of these speakers that we picked, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. And it's it's that whole thing. Not everybody can be a millionaire, right? Like, and I think I've I've also heard, I have heard Gary V address that side of it where, um, most people aren't going to pick up his strategies, and for that reason, he says they're not going to be millionaires. Mm -hmm. But even I don't think the majority of people want to be entrepreneurs. Like, I've been thinking a lot about this recently, especially now that I did like. The thing no entrepreneur is supposed to do. I actually got a college education and a degree. But I don't think that... that I, I think he's very against like going to college for entrepreneurship. But like I think he also says that like it depends on the type of person you are. You shouldn't go to college if you're being forced to. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, like that's not the route you should take. Mm -hmm. but i think it depends on the per. i think he like really emphasizes like it depends on the person i'm not telling everyone not to go to college but or not but along those same lines like your issue is you're saying he's overestimating the amount of time you have i don't know if he is because i think his target market is those or his target demographic is those people who are willing to grind 24 7 for the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, he's pushing entrepreneurs, and he realizes for every, you know, thousand people that listen, he's really only trying to push one. Mm -hmm. I also have heard him say that, like, if something's not working, like, if you're doing, like, an Instagram page and, like, doing your business on Instagram, and you're getting no views for, like, years on end, it's like, it's probably time. I don't think he says give up. I think he just says switch what you're doing. Like, like change the, like the thing, the uh, change the topic that you're talking about, basically. Like, because clearly the one you, you're talking about does not have a good, like, or a large enough target audience. I think that's good advice. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. Like, you shouldn't just give up if it's like, times are tough but after a while like for years on end if you're seeing absolutely no results i think it's time to like switch it up a little i wouldn't say delete mm -hmm. your page but i mean just like change it um okay want to continue yeah 
Okay, continuing now. The one thing a 20-year-old has over me is 20 years. <laughs> get the fuck out of the machine for a second and think about what you're doing here. You get optimism and patience, you're fucking off to the fucking races. The 99% that achieve are willing to sacrifice, be persistent, put in disproportionate work, and think in 50-year terms, not 50-day terms. Just close your eyes until you're 29. Just close your eyes until you're 29. <laughs> or 99. Okay, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> because when you see regret in a man's eyes, it's fucking painful. Because you, have, you can't do shit about it. When you're 90 and you're not mobile and you're tired and it's over, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't build that company you wanted. You can't spend that time with your kids. Just contradicted what he said, by the way. <laughs> and it fucking drives the shit out of me. I love these cityscape shots. They're so motivational. You know, look, I think failure has to be quantified. If you fail that you never can get up from it again, you know, that's not a good failure. I think, I think failure and adversity are the two things I think about. For me, as an entrepreneur, and very entrepreneurial, and always in my own stuff, all the failures along the way, even going back to like the baseball card show when I was 13 that I paid $400 for a table and nobody showed up to that baseball card show, that was a learning lesson. Those micro failures were super, super important. I think, you know, it depends on your stomach, right? Like if you, if you really fail, like go out of business, I think people take one of two ways, right? They're like just finished and they're never able to get off the mat and they go in a different direction. Ooh, nice so to beard. me, wow, that beard, right? To me. <laughs> I haven't they seen that change, in a while. got involved. Like Madonna did it right. She reinvented herself 14 times. That's why she had a long career. You know, like you've got to reinvent yourself. You know, so I, let's talk about sports. When you're the best athlete and you're like the guy and you're like one of the top 15 players, Draymond Green, he's my buddy. Draymond really worked on his game yeah. every off season. You know, uh, Ricky Rubio, the flashy point guard from uh, Minnesota, if he developed his outside shot, he would have been a much bigger player. He had all the passing skills, the quickness, he's got everything. If, instead of going to Ibiza and fucking chicks in the off season, he worked on his 18 foot jumper, he'd be in the game. If you have ambition, your actions have to match that. And too many people are just like, not putting in the work their mouth is way ahead of their fucking, you know, actions. Like, really? You're gonna be the greatest NBA player of all time? Why, because you think you got a little handle on the weekends? You need to shoot 15,000 free throws. Oh my God. <laughs> 15,000 free throws okay. before school every day? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Obviously that was a joke. Or maybe he was dead serious. I think he was exaggerating. 15,000 free throws. <laughs> Do you know how just much take for a moment? It just clicked in my head that fifteen thousand is ten times more than fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, that didn't even click right away. I think that's more than like Michael Jordan was like shooting before school. <laughs> I mean, fifteen thousand seconds. I feel like that's like more than half the day. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Tim. Tim, look up how much how much time fifteen thousand seconds is. Assuming you I'll, could shoot I'll a free ask throw. Serial click. How much time is 15,000 seconds? I'm so curious. Yes. One moment, please. Du, 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 du. 
All right, but uh, Siri did also give it to me in hours. It's four hours and ten minutes. <laughs> okay, so that's assuming you shoot a free throw every second, which is impossible, by the way. Yeah. I'm guessing every three free throw probably takes like... And th- every th- single one goes in. <laughs> yeah, that means you never have to chase the ball. But um, <laughs> I think we're getting so far off track, but uh, okay, he was exaggerating there. That's not possible. Yeah. Um. Okay, so he talked about a bunch of things in there. I think the first thing he he really emphasized was failure and how people respond to failure. He talks about that in like every single one of his motivational speeches, except he he says he's not a motivational speaker, even though he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he talks about like how your reaction is the most important thing. He says that a lot of people just like will fail and then they'll just like give up. And then he even mentioned a woman in there who like reinvented her life 14 times. Madonna. Was that Madonna? Yeah, Is that what he said. Um, so like she she uh she failed her in her life I guess fourteen different times and then just like kept at it and like now she's famous. So, would you consider Gary V like the father of the modern hustle? Yeah, yeah, I I'd agree with that. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't really know what the old like version of hustle means since I wasn't like around for that time. I mean, he's big into, he always talks about how important the internet is now. Like, it's so cheap to get the attention of people. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's, like, the biggest thing that, like, hustle involves now. Even when you think about, like, a hustler would be so quick to tell you, you could be door dashing, Uber driving, grub hubbing. Why aren't you doing that? In addition to whatever businesses you're running... That is totally new that you can just work at any hour of the day mm-hmm. and make money. Yeah, he's the um, kind of guy that tells you you should be uploading a hundred hundred pieces of content if you're trying to grow something digitally online. A hundred pieces of content spread out, spread throughout multiple different internet platforms or social medias every day. Can you imagine a hundred? Yeah, I always uh, I always hate when he. Uh... He's like you. You have to Instagram DM four thousand people today. <laughs> no, no, and then and your dream will come true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of right in in that way. Like someone's gonna say yes. Um, but I remember he he always uh he's he asked people. He goes, he's like, I'll ask these people like how many times you how many have pe- people you messaging a day? And the person's like, I'm messaging like fifty people a day. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you should he's like you should be doing five thousand a day (laughs) he's the kind of person that's like yeah your quality doesn't matter just like just cast the biggest net possible in the ocean you're gonna catch something he's like throw an ocean size net into the ocean and you're gonna catch something right yeah i don't like I agree with you. I think I've gotten that sense from what I've seen that he believes it's quantity over quality. I don't know if I particularly agree with him on that. I mean, there's definitely a balance. Uh, But at 100 videos a day, I know how much effort these take. Yeah, it's so hard. Especially if you're editing every single one. Yeah, I mean... 
unless he's literally talking about like instagram and snapchat stories and then it's still difficult how do you get a hundred entertaining things a day he also has a full team running his social media he's not doing this all himself so it's much easier for him like a one-man show Mm -hmm. that's hard and creative things every day right you have to come up with a hundred ideas Actually, I don't think he says like 100 unique ideas, like kind of like reinvent certain pieces of content and reuse it. But mm-hmm. okay, moving on. <laughs> Play. Throws before school every day. What did you do from Friday 5 p.m. until Monday 7 a.m.? I'm just curious. Like, and I don't think you shouldn't have a weekend, but I think everybody's ambition actually is more predicated on their actions than their words. My friends tell me all the time they're so ambitious. And I'm like, if that's true, then you punt leisure and you punt concerts at Jones Beach and you work. I realize what's going on here. One life. I realize that I'm living like this is our only at bat and most of you blogger. People fucking walking around here like they're coming back. People fucking walking around here like they're coming back. You're not coming back. Well listen, I don't want to impose my beliefs on others. Maybe Love you that. come back. I believe you're coming back to come back as a tree or a flower pot or D-Rock sneakers. And that blows compared to being a human. And so I'm acting that way. I'm acting that way. Your first video got how many views? 30, 75, I mean, it, like, you know, nobody watched. Right, so like when I get emails, which I get 50 of them a day for entrepreneurs, I'm like, hey, like I know you always talk about patience, like I've been doing this, it's not working, traction, should I give up and do something else? Inevitably I'll email back and be like, how long have you been doing it? Oh, four months, and I'm like, fuck you. You know, like, you want this to be your life and you're giving up after four I agree months? With that. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Patience is grossly underestimated, you know, I was very successful, my wine business is growing, now I start doing this show and spending all my time trying to promote this show and the sales of Wine Library start flattening out because I was the engine. The show wasn't getting watched, but I knew this was right and the show really didn't take off until 2007, a year and a half in, of five days a week of doing a show, getting only hundreds, then a couple thousand views. Gotta keep putting in the work every day. One is better than zero. Gotta keep putting in the work, putting in the work, putting in the work. There is no quick cure. The hard work matters and the patience is what overrides it, right? I don't need to get mines at 25. Heck, I don't need to get mines at 45. This is a long, long game. I'm very driven by the climb, right? I think being an immigrant, I guess, or just having this DNA, I don't like winning. I like losing. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) That's my favorite quote that he talks about. He's like, I love losing. He, one of my favorite quotes from him is like, if you if you don't love losing, then you've lost. It's like the most backwards like quote I've ever heard in my life. Um, but he ultimately likes failing because it's a way of the market telling him you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I just love that quote in there. If you remember, he's like, when he asked people, he's like, how long have you been doing this for? He's like, four months. <laughs> and he's like... F you. <laughs> Do you think that's a direct quote? He definitely had that real conversation with someone. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But he also talked for... about in there, like, your ambition has to match your uh, your work ethic. hmm Which I, I think is true. I think a lot of people, you just, like, upload something to, to TikTok and you expect to go viral after, like, one upload. Like, it takes a while. 
Also, I want to ask you I a question. There, I don't know if there are that many people. Like, I think four months is a rough point. Like, yeah, if you with, have like, no seen, views? With no views or, like, maybe a couple hundred. Like, two or three hundred. I mean, that's still only averaging two to three a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if they only watch, like, a few seconds of content each time. I understand that rough point, like, and I'm sure he's empathetic, too. Like, he's, right now he's trying to, I know he, he says he's not a motivational speaker, but he's trying to be motivating, like, don't, don't get stuck in the four-week rut, but, or, or the four-month rut, but I can absolutely appreciate that. That's a rough spot to be in. Yeah, it is. Um, like, I'm sure every creator has been in that rut. Everyone hits a rut. Yeah. And. And real getting started is the hardest part. Hundred percent. I'm glad though that that he does address losing and how for him it is all about the journey and like succeeding or winning isn't really what it's about. It's just about the journey. Yeah, I think because- that's that's really important because you know his whole message of uh, relax or be or do leisure time in your 60s 70s 80s you like like it's not a fun reality but you might not even make it that far Mm -hmm. i think as important as it is to hustle when you're young which he that's like his primary focus he's trying to encourage people to hustle in their 20s so that they can enjoy their later years i'm glad that he addressed he enjoys the journey because that's important for other people too if they're not enjoying their 20s then they're doing their 20s wrong exactly because not only can you work the hardest in your 20s you can also have the most fun in your 20s that you'll have in your life yeah i think he's pretty like anti like um like wasting your time or like overly like too much leisure time in your 20s like, I think he says, like, that's when you really, like, sit down and grind and, like, work on your, like, passion project. Yeah. Because that's what he did. Um, I don't know if you know that. Like, he he said he didn't have... Well, he didn't start VaynerMedia until his uh, 30s, 30s right? yeah. Early 30s. So, he, he basically, like, he turned his, like, liquor, his parents' liquor business, like, from, I think, three million, three or four million into 60 million a year. And then he, he left without taking a dime from them. So he mm-hmm. and then he like had to start over. He didn't have a job or anything, so he decided to start like his wine library YouTube channel. Um, yeah, because he didn't start being an influencer until he was, I guess, early thirties. So think about like how much we have a leg up over him right now. Yeah, like already having this experience. Yeah, by the time we're in our thirties, I mean, it's t- that must be hard though. Like early thirties, like having to learn all that stuff with no experience. Crazy. I mean. He says, uh, not only him, a lot of people say in your 40s and your 50s, you still feel like you're 20. Yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know if it's too much different, although I don't know when he had kids. Oh, yeah, I have no idea when he had kids. I want to say like 40s. No, that's too okay. old. I have no idea, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's listen to him uh, talk about why he loves losing so much play i like the struggle i don't give a shit about the the stuff that comes along but the game the game is my drug 
Like there will never be a game over for me. There's no dollar amount. The, the game, the process, the climb, that is the drug that drives me. That is my oxygen. That's what I love. And so every day is gonna go by. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. And you're gonna look for the short game. You're gonna look for that miracle algorithm. You're gonna look for that one move that's gonna change your outcome. And you're gonna continue to search and play the short game while I keep putting in the work, the hours, the long-term value, and putting in the work while everybody else is hoping and dreaming I'm gonna be executing. You play the short game. I'll keep playing the long game. And it's time to put on a helmet and get to work. I'm scared. I'm super scared. I'm scared because I know exactly what happens this month every year. I know what this is. Every year. I'm scared. I'm scared because I know that there are so many that graduate this month and have no idea what you want to do. And that's okay. Most people don't. You should not be stressed about that. I'm actually not scared about that. I'm scared that you don't realize that you're entering the greatest five-year window of your life. Wait, why five? <laughs> if you are 22, 22 old, you 27. First of all, some of the greatest years of your life, A, but B, probably arbitrary. This, this is the moment because you have to understand this next five-year window is when you don't go practical and safe. This is not the time to get the job mom wanted you to. This is not the time to try to maximize as much money so you can buy a a fat whip. This is the time to realize that you have a five year window and it's three for some, it's eight for others, but this is a five year window for you to attack the life that you want to win, not because it's the secret or because the world's so zen, because it's fucking hard as shit out there. Class is easy, right? What you've been doing for the last 16 years is it's structured, it's easy. The world, this thing, this thing is hard. However, that contradicts what I'm gonna tell you right now, which is this is the best and easiest five years of your life because this is when you need to attack what you love and what you want to do. Here's why. You don't have all the baggage. You may have college loans. Respect, it's hard as shit. You may have the expectations of your parents. Mentally hard, fake hard. You may have a lot of other things, but this is exactly when you can live with four roommates in a basement and eat fast food. Do you understand? This is not when the baby's there. This is not when you've been married and you- Yeah, I I was just about to say pause it. I totally agree with that. I think that's a great point. Like, uh, and, and I'm gonna disagree in a sec, but in your early 20s, you can live with four roommates and eat fast food and nobody judges you. But by the time you're 30, you can't be like that frugal and live like well below your means yeah. without people being like, you what's get wrong judged. with you? You get judged hard. But in your 20s, you absolutely can. So there's a huge advantage to that, uh, that you can avoid all that judgment if you do it, if you live frugally while you're young. Um... But he said something about like not working for the extra dollar, do what you love, which I think he meant entrepreneurially. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, basically, don't take the job for an extra three thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if like he he's speaking to people like not in an entrepreneurial 
like sort of way where he's like maybe like take the job that doesn't pay that much like working for someone else but like you really like i wonder if like he also agrees with that or if he's trying to like mm. speak to those people too yeah that per maybe i was uh maybe i did misunderstand because what i was gonna say and i guess i'll still add it but i'm not really sure what he meant when he said that if you work real hard in your 20s and make more money even if it's not like the happiest of situations then in your 30s hopefully you'll have more money to make money with or to be the entrepreneur that you want to be in your 30s like he started in his 30s and i'm surprised he didn't take any money from the the from liquor business yeah yeah that's what i always understand i don't understand so you turn that into 60 million dollar business you didn't take a dime because imagine how much quicker and more easily he could have built up VaynerMedia unless he thought perhaps VaynerMedia will only be legit if I build it from nothing. I would also like perhaps that was that was his philosophy, which I would understand for a motivational entrepreneurial business. Um, yeah, I don't think he likes handouts from others. I think he wants to do everything. But on it's his not own. even his handout because I know he made that money. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was the idea that he didn't own that business. He was an employee at that business and therefore didn't deserve mm -hmm. taking all that from his parents. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I agree. Chase happiness and money in, in, in your 20s. But the more money you make while you're young, it does give you that flexibility in your 30s and 40s and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really thinks that five-year window is, like, the most, like, important time to not go safe, like, be the most risk-loving person you can possibly be. Because, I mean, like, if you fail, like, who cares? Like, you just move on. You can get a, you can always get a good job in your late 20s if you really want to and still retire by good age. I mean, the other thing, like, imagine, like, you're doing, you're doing well at 22, 23, you take a big risk, 25, you're broke now. Oh, well, you're two or three years behind on life. It's still so easy to just pick everything back up. How much further behind another 25-year-old are you? I know. Also, he doesn't see, he doesn't like comparing yourself to others. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not... Comp I, I, I don't think I'm suggesting, like, comparing to, like, specific individuals, but, like, just generally. Like, yeah, most 25-year-olds yeah. most don't have it figured out. So even if you screw up and you're broke, who cares? Right. Okay. Playing now. Promise, this is not when the world has sucked out all your dreams and hopes yet. You still got this window. And yet, so many of you are so hungry for short-term, short-term gains, like maximizing the job that paid you $3,000 more, but it's not as fun, but you want that $3,000. For what? For what? For a new iPhone? For what? You get to live life one time. And this is the time right now to understand what's actually happening and actually map your behavior to something that will impact you for the next 80 years. So promise me, promise me that you understand that the land grab of happiness starts right now. That you don't have to worry about getting that job. What you should do is go and travel and learn. Go and start that business that you've always wanted. 
hook up with those three teammates and start that band you've always wanted. This is the time to be massively risk, massively risk oriented. I know that this is when you're supposed to grow up and go see the world, but guess what? The world isn't what mommy and daddy told you. The world is exactly going to be what it's going to be with or without the way you thought it was gonna be. A ton of shit is gonna change. The world changes every goddamn day. Right now what you need to recognize is you can afford to. And again, because I'm scared, I can hear myself can talking. I'm not saying it's the secret, it's practicality. When you are in your early 20s, Whoa. this is when you can grind at your highest levels because there isn't all the fact that comes across from life. It's harder for the 42 year olds that are watching right now to listen to this advice. You can't just wake up tomorrow and be like, let's go. Because little Sally has soccer fucking practice. And because you've got Sally. a million other things that are holding you down. But boy, if you're lucky enough to be graduating today with not an idea of what you're going to do with your future, nobody's ever been luckier than you. Please recognize it. You don't know what you're doing with your future. Nobody's been luckier than you. Okay. Yeah. So that was a video by Motiversity. With two million uh, subscribers. Link below if you guys want to go watch it. Yeah, we would encourage you to check out that link and the link to Gary V's podcast down below. Yeah, at I think it's like at Gary V podcast or something. Honestly, if you're here, you've probably uh, heard of him. Yeah, but... 100%. I feel like everyone watching this video like wants us to give our honest opinion on Gary V, which you are getting. I'll... They're I'm... like, honest opinion of Gary V. Interesting. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was a pretty solid video. Yeah. Didn't one of our professors say something similar to what Gary Vee just said about like not knowing what you want to do is actually a benefit? That sounds like uh, something that uh, Dr. Trees might say. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I. And he's like, I am I mean, not it... a motivational speaker. It's like, it's like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> It's difficult to think of what to add with uh, something like that. I think I think it's very he he's it's very hard for you to like tell your parents like no I'm not gonna get a job. That's that's one of the most difficult things I think he underestimates. Mm -hmm. Although I think that there's a lot of qualification that for him that comes with the fact that like he's an immigrant and has that family hustle attitude so i feel like he he gets the credibility that comes with like he actually did it oh he did it and i'm yeah like look what he's looks look what he's been able to do like just from his like early 30s and also like remember he said like i got like 37 views on my first video I was thinking, I was like, wow, that's like actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Your very first video, you get 37 views. Like most people get like one. Mm -hmm. What do we get on our first one? I'm honestly, I have no idea. I think it actually like performed decently well. Because like, I think it was folk, I don't know. I think we were like making it for search or we were talking about something that just came out. Yeah. It was like new iPhone or something. I don't know. What's our oldest upload on our channel? 
It was that one that we recorded in your dorm room, the oh. Galaxy Z Flip. Oh my god. That 31 views. Yeah, so oh we Over didn't beat him. Over a year old. Well, I wonder when it had 37 views, because I'm sure that video has way more now. Right. But Gary V's a character. I love watching his stuff. He posts, he pops up to my on my social media all the time on YouTube. I think he gives really good practical advice. Um, and I, I like the way he speaks also. He speaks very, like, in simple terms that he, everyone can understand, unlike Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. who kind of just overcomplicates things. Yeah. I'll have more to say on that episode when we get to oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that one. I've been watching some of his clips recently. But, um, yeah, Gary V, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, if you like this format, if you like these types of episodes, uh, stay tuned because we have, I think, nine more coming after this yep. one. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, like this, share it with your best friend, follow us on the audio version if you're listening there. Uh, you can always donate to us on Anchor, and we have affiliate, affiliate links down in the description below. Uh. Yeah, I think that's about it. Tim, you want to sign off? You want to say say goodbye? Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everyone.